All right, listeners, we're back with part two with uh, Eric Thimba, CEO and co-founder of MOOC. Uh, enjoy the listening. Now, for almost a whole year, we were just here trying to figure out how to build the product. So we, we were working with this developer to try and build out the products and all that stuff. During that period, is, of course, we were communicating with people about what it is that we're doing. A, a number of our friends, mm. talking to them about it. You know, just telling them, hey, we're working on this, da, da, da. Mm. Close friends. Mm. One of our close friends, um, Mudhoni, mm. drama queen. Mm. <laughs> She'll hear MDQ. this, I'm sure. <laughs> ah, for sure, man. She's, she's a huge part of the story because right. MDQ was the first person who began to agitate. And I still remember we were at her house and she began to agitate to us. She's like, yo, man, make this thing sell tickets. Where did she come with that thought from? Because she was running blankets and wine. Oh, and so for her, so she, had a she, ticketing problem. she had a ticketing problem, right? But on top of that, she was also a musician. Okay. Right? So on the one hand, she's a, she, she's a musician and she's also an event organizer. And those are two pain points that she was having. I want to sell my stuff on Facebook also. Right. I want to sell my tickets on, on Facebook right, also. Right, right. So if you think about it from the initial scent, uh, the, the, in fact, the initial way in, two, in 2000, we went live in, when we went live in 2015, the only way that you could use MOOC, right, was by embedding it onto a Facebook page. Wow, big problem. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? We didn't have... There was no what you see now. There wasn't a place to, on MOOC to come and buy things. Mm, mm. Literally, what was on MOOC was sign up. Then after you sign up, you create a store and then you embed that store onto your Facebook. Mm. So Facebook, your Facebook page becomes the only place where someone can buy your, 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 your product, your product right, or your, right. whatever it is that you're selling. Right. That was the initial iteration. In fact, we did not, we did not change how MOOC operated until late 2016. Mm-hmm. So for 2015... To 2016, right? The way that people were buying things on on MOOC was through a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You had to go, set it up, then plug it into a Facebook page. Mm. Then from the Facebook page, you buy it from there. So what we had done is that enabled the, the the purchase process to happen within Facebook, which, right? which was a great first step. Absolutely, right? Oh, it was a great idea. Now the thing that was interesting is that when we initially when we launched the, the when we launched MOOC. We launched with ticketing, mm-hmm. and that was so she convinced you. She, she, won, she won the argument. Yes, she won the argument, and okay. it made sense because right. for us it was like it's, it, it doesn't have to just be a product; it right. can be anything. Because right. really, what you're trying to do is 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 seal the loop around. I've shown you my product. Can I pay for it? Right. So it, it could be a product, could be a ticket, could right. be a song, right. whatever it is. Whatever it is. Like the right. point is that you. And, and right now, MOOC, MOOC, what are your main product lines? What are the main SKUs right now, as you as you stand today? What do you sell? So right now we do products, mm. no, we do tickets, mm-hmm. we do music and ebooks, mm-hmm. which is under the category which we call digital content, mm-hmm. and uh, we are also v- literally in the next, before the end of March, we'd have launched our products category, um, which is something that we've been wanting to launch for quite some time. So you're going back to. What you yes. were, what you're trying to do before, yes, yes, but yes, now yes, not yes. on Facebook through your own yes platform, through our own e-commerce through through e-commerce. So are you going to be enabling other e-commerce vendors, or what's the play here? So um, the way that so if, if we initially that that was kind of the the main way that for us we saw ourselves as kind of just 
powering what people are already doing mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. which is on social media, all that stuff. Mm. Um, it wasn't until later when, when now, you know, and this is the thing that I think, you know, we talked about even before we started this, in terms of, you know, when you product market fit, you, you, you come and you present an idea. Mm-hmm. And, and what we realized is that the thing that we were solving was being able to help people just easily and quickly get online and start selling, right? Mm-hmm. That really was the key thing that mm-hmm. we were trying to, to, to answer. Infrastructure for people to do yes. business. People just do business, you know, like get online, start doing business without mm-hmm. thinking too much mm-hmm. about how you need to set things up, right? Having a website, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the way that the initial iteration of the idea was plug it to Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we were trying to raise capital mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in early 2016, because we, when we started MOOC, we had no money. Mm-hmm. Zero, mm-hmm. right? It was uh, which is a question that I have, but yes, this yes, is so cool. Bootstrapping. How bootstrapping? Did you talk us through zero money uh-huh. to raising money. What What was the timeline? It was too long. <laughs> it was too long. How did you go about it? So one of the things that we did in the very beginning, and just just because the, the kind the stories are kind of yeah yeah uh, yeah, is that we from because we had no money, we were like. We need to start raising capital very early. Mm. So even as soon as even before we had validated the idea, we started raising capital. I think when I look back at that, it was it was it was deeply ambitious because we really hadn't validated the idea. Yeah, we didn't fully understand. We didn't even understand the understood the proper you know market fit. Right, Do you get what right, I'm saying? Because right. we were still at Facebook, Ideas. Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah. And I remember the 2016 when we were presenting to our first kind of. Angels. investors, angels, to mm. talk about MOOC and the opportunity. Mm. And they kept asking us, this is a great idea, but what if Facebook shuts you down? I mean, Boom. you get what I'm saying? Like, what if Facebook just... And, and I remember, you know, we kept having to, to answer that question. And it began to kind of seed in our minds this idea of, these guys are right. Like, our business model cannot rest on somebody else's, on somebody platform. else's platform. Yeah, so many things have failed. There are too many things that... that uh, there are too many, like for example, you know, you've seen all the things that happened with privacy, privacy just a few, and, and, and they had to shut down a number of the APIs. You can imagine if, if our whole system was wow. fully dependent upon Facebook, we would have been having quite a few issues right mm-hmm. now, you know? So that began the seeding of this idea of maybe we need to be able to begin to start building this ecosystem, right, mm-hmm. of this what we're trying to facilitate for this seller. Mm-hmm. And so we started, now that's when we introduced our directory, mm-hmm. which is basically a place where the, the, that yes, you can still embed your store on Facebook, but now you can also come and buy directly. So you can now tell people, go to mook.com mm. and purchase mm. a ticket. So basically becoming a Shopify. Exactly. But, but the thing that's interesting about Shopify is that Shopify still doesn't have, the, like you can go to shopify.com and shop. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you go to shopify.com and, and you create your site, yep. then, you, then you tell people to go to that site, right? Right, right, right. right, um, right. So for us, that, so, basically, so we were building a Shopify model, mm. but we deviated in that model by creating this directory. Got it. Right? So basically, you are almost content management for... Yes, yeah. exactly. But so now what, what we're doing is that now, what, what, instead of you telling someone... Cataloging, essentially. Exactly. So now we are basically creating a, a catalog of the people that are selling on, on, our, on, on the platform. Um, and, and so in terms of how you... What was the timeline for, from idea to, I guess, raising your first external money? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took so long, man. Dude, we didn't raise any. We didn't raise any C capital until two, two, two thousand and until last year. 
Okay. Last year. Okay. And, so, and so, so, so we're talking about a two, almost a, a two, two, three, almost a, almost a, almost a two and a two and a half year journey. Journey with with no raising money, right? No raising money. So let me ask you this question. So, but by the but even in that period, what was changing on the product side on the company side, right? Because you didn't you didn't wait to raise money to start moving. The yeah, thing. I mean the thing is is just that um, one of the things that we we decided from very early on was that. Um, because of just kind of the, the ecosystem that we exist in, that we are going to have to find a way for this thing to generate some type of revenue. And so how we did that is that um, we decided to target big, we decided to focus in on ticketing. So meaning that we had all the categories live, mm-hmm. but the reason why we, you know, we're known as a ticket is because we actually looked at it and said ticketing is the place where we have the greatest cash, you can get cash flow you can get quickly good, good cash flow mm. moving mm. and um so we focused in on on, on the ticketing category mm. and then on top of that we then also focused in on getting big events so we we decided to utilize our networks okay. and see how we can basically onboard the bigger events what was your biggest event First event. Oh, biggest first event was uh, the first one we did was Africa Nouveau, which is an event done by Blackets and Wine. Okay. So that was. What was the? That's amazing. So how many attendants? What was that like? I think the guys? attendance. I don't remember what the attendance was for that. To be honest, mm. it was like three and a half years ago. Um, I don't quite remember, but I know it was. I mean, for us, it was like this is amazing. It's huge. Right? Yeah. And so, so, so this is an important point because you found a way to cash flow the business and get money in. You raised money from customers, basically. Yes, that's what we did. We raised money from customers. And that's the thing that I think that is super unique. And just not to deviate, but I think, I think one of the, 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 the key differentiators between... Okay. I, I genuinely believe that what Africa is going through right now is some type of uh, digital boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mm-hmm. technological, a tech boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when the when the beginning, when the very beginning stages of the what, embryonic phase, embryonic of phase of a tech boom, mm-hmm. and very similar to what happened in um, in the US, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of perceptions around, remember the internet boom? Yeah, the dot com, dot com, dot com, which the internet bust. boom yeah. slash bust. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think that is significantly different about the companies that are being built or digital or tech companies that are being built in this in Africa mm. is that at that point in time, what had happened in the financial factors that were happening where interests had gone down, there's a lot of money to, that people were looking to lend in the and States. So in the States. Mm. Right? During the dot com. During the dot com period. Yeah? Mm. That, and even it's very similar right now. Yeah, exactly. It's very, in the sense that there was a lot of capital money. that was coming in to be like, right. whatever right. idea you have here, you let's go. go. Mm. Whatever idea you have here, let's go. Mm. Now, those things, those, things, those things were happening at the same time where customers were now getting more access to the internet. Right. Right. So and now good. devices were, you know, the devices were now there for people to be able to access these online services. Mm-hmm. And so there was all these factors happening at Confluence the same time. Of, yeah. Exactly. That money was available. Money was available. And the internet was becoming. Exactly. So, the, so this stuff is happening with the, the consumer is changing mm-hmm. and there's a product and there's a lot of money pouring right. into this, this a new space, channel. Right? A new channel. Mm-hmm. Now the difference is, is that with, with, with Africa right now is that over the last 10 years, there has been a massive adoption of digital mobile, mobile, mm. of mobile, mm. right? Basically. Mm-hmm. And what mobile has done is that it has basically changed 
the access that people have to the Create internet. A whole new it has created a whole new market. Potential market. Exactly. Yeah. It has been happening for a very long time. Right. Right? So, but on top of that, it's being driven further by this massive youth bulge mm -hmm. that we have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in Kenya alone, we're talking about 78%. In other, in generally, on average, we're talking about 70%. Or people who are under the age of 35. Insane. It's insane. Right. It's insane when you think about that. I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely, you know, for me, when I, when I think about it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And so, the way that I look at why African tech companies, for the longest time, Right? Even for us, like over the last three and a half years, we have been forced because one aspect has been missing, which is the available capital. Mm. And so what that has done is that it has forced us to build legitimate tech businesses. companies, yeah. legitimate yeah. businesses that have a very sound Only those basis. ones survive. Only those ones, exactly. But they have a very sound basis around there's a model here. Right. Right? right. The only thing that is lacking is in the ability of the or the capital to be able to supercharge right. this thing right. and so it's a great benefit to us is right. that what has happened is that there's a tech boom that's happening but the businesses that are it's happening for are legit right, <laughs> right? this is very interesting because uh, the, the the flip side of that is how many legitimate opportunities are not making it exactly Exactly. Is, there, is, there, is there some kind of of course let's say you are 100 percent of the businesses that get started the top 10 percent are the ones who can monetize early yes. and survive or figure out a way yes. to get to the point where now they are a going concern and then maybe there's another band of maybe 30 percent who for lack of being able to be funded supported whatever die yes too early is yes. there that too do you absolutely. think absolutely 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 and i think i think the, the thing is that the kind of environment that you know, and, and the, this is part of the reason why I think the discussion that, that, that you cons consistently have around the ecosystem is, is so important mm. because, because of the lack of that ecosystem. There are so many great ideas that are dying at the altar of these few things. Mm. We don't have any access to financial capital, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way to be able to even have an understanding of how to test an idea or grow an idea. Mm, the, right? skill set of the skill set the order of operations of, order of taking of operations, a product to market. Exactly, taking a product to market. Those mm. things don't... Like, basically, the, 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 the things that I'm taking into this tech, to building this tech business, mm. are things that are skill sets that I, I, I developed outside of that, mm -hmm. that space, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a, a bit of an advantage. Mm -hmm. My thing is this. I wondered to myself, if, for example, that Poji and myself did not have the kind of network that we did, mm -hmm. would MOOC exist? Would MOOC exist? Do you very, get what I'm saying? Very, very that we had to, yeah. we, we had to leverage, mm -hmm. right? We had to leverage heavily right. on on our, on the networks that we and had. the knowledge that you had and the knowledge that we had to be able to even you know have a chance, right? 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 And and this is not to say that you know this is um, you know that's that's part of the thing that causes. Green resistance is no, but I think it's the fact that specifically around the tech space mm. is that there's so much that is lacking. Right. There's so much um, 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 support that is you know needed, that, yeah. that is needed in that space right. for legitimate yes legitimate solutions that exist right now. Legitimate solutions yes. that exist. Yes. Um, you know when when I think about like the fact that because we're in the initial stages of this 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 this, this tech boom. Mm. The reason why I say the initial stage of the tech book is because what, what I believe we, we have is a situation where because of the type of consumer we have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what I mean is this, is that this youth bulge of digital natives, mm. right? 
people who are growing up online, online they're coming faster into the marketplace than solutions are able, than we're able to create solutions. That's crazy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Meaning that I actually think that the, the, the window is closing. Right? The window is closing where it's basically now. Let me put it this. Let me put it this way. Not the window is closing. Is that is that by, by window is closing? I mean the window of 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 opportunity for for that before the avalanche hits, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's just basically now, you as a business, there will come a time because of the consumer mm. where you can literally fully have a business that exists online. And if you if you do, if you're not able to make that transition, exactly. You're going to you're good. That's the, that, you're no, that's, that's the right window now. that I'm talking about. Got it. So that's the window that that for those guys who don't who don't understand that, right? Is that that's going to happen? And the people who are going to mount the the the, the 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 platforms that you'll be like, where did these guys come from? Right. It'll just be guys who are selling on Instagram and it's happening right Facebook. now. It's happening right and, now. And you know the thing the thing is, so for example, I mean, I, I've you've seen me kind of. <laughs> Even before I made the move, right? We met in October 2017, I think it was, mm -hmm. when I'd come here to kind of make, to do my market research, mm -hmm. to determine, okay, where is the gap? Because I'm, there is, you know, I spent many, many years in the Bay Area. Every single company I ever worked for, every single one, never considered Africa a market. All the tech startups I ever worked for. Market, Africa was never a, ma a market. Yes. And I always felt so invisible during those meetings. Mm -hmm. We would have these all-hands meetings and they would put the global map on the, on the, on the, <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> Africa was this just big black nothing. Yeah, There's yeah, no strategy yeah. for that. At first, I used to feel invisible, okay? This is 2007, 2008, 2009. And that's when the undersea cable hit. And I knew, okay, that's the opening. Yes. Okay, that's, a, that's an inflection point of, of sorts. Yes. But then, later on, I started feeling that that's an opportunity. Because... I know that the products that are being created in the Bay Area, right, those startups, will still be needed in those markets. So who's going to build them, right? And so for me, you know, uh, making the move was just that historicity of knowing that we're starting from a very low bar technologically. And holy cow, who's going to actually build these things? Are we going to let... The, those companies all of a sudden realize that there's this, you know... Yes, it's too late. <laughs> but it's too late. It's too late for them. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Okay. Because, they, listen, here's the mm -hmm. thing. Uh, the reality of the situation is, um, are we able to actually bring products to market? Are, are innovators able to bring products to market to meet the demand of the day today? Mm -hmm. Local founders. How many local founders are able to, to, to step up and to take the product to market like you have? There's a big risk here because the reality of the situation is, a lot of people are dying, like you said, on the vine. Like a lot of startups' ideas are dying, great ones, right? Because they can't get funding, they can't, they don't have the skill sets to move forward. So there's a still a big. I mean, these companies can come in, these founders can come in and actually take the market. Nothing is a guarantee here. You know what? I think I think that they. they so what that means, not to not to cut you off, is to me that my biggest fear is there's this huge, you know, you know, innovation-driven uh, new economy that's emerging, like we've just talked about. But who's going to benefit from it? Is it going to be the second scramble for Africa that's going to happen? I call it the digital scramble for Africa. It's happening right now, whether we like it or not, whether we are ready for it or not. Mm -hmm. Because our founders, a lot of them, are not able, entrepreneurs are not able to actually get over the hump and start to build things because of lack of skills, lack of funding, lack of support, lack of an ecosystem. And the reality of time is not going to wait for us. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> To be honest, I, it's it's actually one of the things that I 
just this year I communicated to the team that you know I, I feel like 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 the thing that we don't have the luxury of is time. You know, we thought we had time to do a lot of stuff. We don't have we time. Don't have time. We don't have time. And and, and and I mean that not in terms of like the competition, but I mean that in terms of the market. I think the market right now if you do if you look at the, the, the you know these these numbers are completely astounding to me. Like even in Kenya, for example in Kenya, you know of this age group that these youth bars that we're talking about, only a third of them are between uh, 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 in, in, in the marketplace right now with financial power to be able to spend. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, just Meaning a that they're 20, 20, 20, 20 years, 20 to, they're, they're 20 to 29 years old, right? Mm. It's only a third mm. of this potential marketplace that is about to enter into this. Into them. So meaning there's two-thirds of this youth bounds that I'm talking about that every year, every year we're getting more and more digital mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. getting into gainful employment, starting their own things, getting you know, more money. So the bulge is growing. The bulge so now the thing is that the marketplace is growing. Mm -hmm. The marketplace is mm -hmm. inevitably, it's just, it's just growing. But, but here's the thing. So the, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that the way that I look at it in terms of like the fact that there is no time is, is more around the fact that we, when you look at a solution like, for example, M-Pesa, right? M-Pesa mm. is so uniquely, I don't even know if it's an African solution, but I know it's such a uniquely Kenyan solution. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it really gets us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something that... that, that it solved a problem that we had. It solved a problem that we had, Unique, right? Yeah, yeah. Uniquely. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how long in America, they sat down to whatever. Maybe eventually they think about it. Yeah, right? but, but there are too many incumbents, right? They're exactly. credit card companies. So basically, M-Pesa... Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, mm -hmm. yes. M-Pesa, many stakeholders, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The solution, they were trying to find a solution for this, mm -hmm. and they managed to find a solution around this, mm -hmm. how it came about and all that. But I think the thing is that there's a certain uniqueness around the way our understanding of, of, of the continent that is a huge huge competitive advantage but that can you, be overlooked. Yeah, but I agree with you. The problem is this. Yes. You can have a competitive advantage. If you cannot power it, yes. it is a moot point. Yes, it's moot. Right? Absolutely. So for me, as, as, as making the decision to move here, was I looked at the conditions and I looked at the outcomes that were already manifesting yes. and who was actually bringing products to market and who was getting funded and who was not getting funded. And it's not even just a funding thing. I think there's, a, there's even a bigger problem, like you talked about. Lack of just knowing the order of operations of taking a product to market. Yes. I mean, you guys figured it out in a way, right? You know, so it can be yes. done. But it's the With gap. many mistakes along the With way. many mistakes yeah. along the way, but because of your network, your experience, somehow you survived. You know, I, I guess for me, it was just a question of, okay, this is huge opportunity. But knowing how, having been exposed to the Bay Area and seeing the support infrastructure that exists or people who've been there, done that, people who can actually help you see round corners, people who can actually make introductions to critical contacts, and just knowing how that works and how important it is for an entrepreneur and an early stage startup to get support mm -hmm. before even money. Money is important, yes, 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 yes. but to get the support that you need to Absolutely. even be able to begin to Absolutely. survive, have a viable opportunity. Absolutely. It's critically important. And in, in our ecosystem, I just think it's just rough. 
yeah. it's rough for people out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and th- th- that's the thing, man. Like the and and we talked about this because it's the, the the recognition for us is that there's so many things that we're doing that you know you're almost in a sense walking completely green. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. as a founder, like, as a founder, as an entrepreneur, like there's like you know I was telling you how like. You know, when we initially began, started doing the whole thing about around fundraising, I mean, I was completely clueless. Not only that was I clueless, but even the guys who I was talking to, the lawyers that I was talking to, were completely clueless. You know, and you could tell. Like, you could tell they didn't know what they did. But it was like, yeah, I'm a lawyer, I should know this stuff, right? <laughs> but most of, the, most of the stuff that you're talking about there, that you're like, yo, this, guy, this investor guy asked me about, you know, IRR. Vesting. Vesting. You know, the, the like, exit, uh, exit clause. The guy is just there like, yeah, 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 let's, let's, let's do some research let's on that. Let's do yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a sense, you know, you, you, you're not even understanding how to value your business, how to, how to value, an, you know, what it is that you're working on or, or, or even how to present what it is that you're working on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like some of the greatest benefits that I've had has been, you know, just even in terms of having, you know, people within my network who are able to just help you understand how to how to sell that an idea that's in your head. Do you get what I'm saying? Meaning okay. that this thing, yes, this thing is you, founder, all that stuff. But you need someone to come and help you how to, to, to figure out how to how to communicate what it is the, that you me, do. the product messaging. Product, the product message, exactly. To this point, product marketing is a massive, uh, like uh, massively important uh, part of startup companies in a, as, a, as a career. Mm-hmm. There are people who are just product marketers. They're trying to figure out what is the language yes. that the customers will understand. Yes. So that is a whole domain. It's not a thing yes. that you just say, oh, you know what? Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. just call it, it's you what? Exactly. No, no, it's a, it's a discipline. Yes. And then there's yes. product management, yes. which is allied to that in some way. Yes. Anyway, you've been there, done that, you're doing yeah, that, you're learning yeah, the importance. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. There's so, so many simple things and different lessons. And this is the, Mark, you have to do this. You, you have to continue to do this, this kind of work and make sure that because we have to build this thing. I think I've shared this with you before. You know, even just understand, you know, the importance of, of design and branding, you know, for you as a startup. Mm. Being able to also understand, for example... I told you how we weren't able to find in the initial stages about when you were doing our URL. Mm. So book.com was taken by, anyway, it's a long story, that part. Mm. So what we did is that we were like, ah, it's okay, we'll find another URL. And so the other URL that we decided to go with was uh, mymook.com. Right, right, right. Remember that, yeah. Now, no one. If, if someone had, would have told me in that time the implications of that decision, mm. because at the time I didn't understand how important a URL name is. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like, there was literally no other place where we used the words MyMook <laughs> in the world. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. But because it was in our URL, mm. that was, that's what the name of our company was. Straight to this date, mm-hmm. even you. Even me, I still call you my book. You still call me my book. Hey, my book, my book. And the thing is, it used to make me cringe every single time I'd hear someone be like, my book. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's because of the URL. Why did you change it though? Because that was never the... T- that, there was never... That was the reason why we called it my book. Was because was there was because no URL the, 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 That's the URL that was, that, that was, whatever, that was, <laughs> that was available at the time. But we, we had owned book.com. So, ah. but we didn't, so, so we thought 
as a temple uh, temporarily you own mook.com yes then something happened that we, we lost access to it right okay so during that period we're like just in between here let's just call it my, my mook then when we get it back <laughs> we just switch back to mook.com fab that thing was that, that thing was that do you know what i'm saying like, yeah. like that thing c- can literally transform you know the the, the thing now here's, here let me give you a, a corollary to this mm-hmm. i have founders that i work with and their email address is admin at let me just use my MOOC. <laughs> they don't put their name yes, 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 as yes. Timba at you know how you put Timba yes. at MOOC.Africa? Mm-hmm. They put admin. Mm-hmm. Like admin. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean what to branding and all you're saying, that doesn't communicate trust to me. If you're if I'm somebody's emailing me admin at so and so company and you're a startup, you're trying you're trying to build familiarity, trust, comfortability. Yes. I've seen things of that nature and I'm just like, why would they? I've seen that twice with people who are building startups. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? What's wrong with your name? I mean, have you seen that before? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just those different little things, man. So it's just like, and, and, and you know, right now, one of the things that I think is the biggest tragedy about building a business, a tech business in, in, in Africa is that one is that the, the local capital doesn't understand it. So local capital doesn't understand how to value a technical business, a tech business, right? Yeah. Um, they just don't. Right. And so what happens is that um, because the, the local guy doesn't get it, he'd rather go and invest in uh, land and whatever, right? So that's one part. Right. Second part is this, is that if you wanted to go and find alternative means of financing, even if it's here locally, right? right you need to have a security. Right? So for me, even to go to the bank, even as a group, even right now, mm. in spite of us guys being there for three and a half years, mm. if I want to go to the bank and get access financing, right, they you have know. to give us security. Right. The other day I saw that uh, there's a fund that has been launched for creatives mm. um, and for growth, growth, growth companies. So basically companies that have been you know, doing stuff and they're working and all that stuff. And the thing that was amazing to me is that even those guys, they got a, they, they, they got a grant from some funding from another organization to lend that money. Mm. Even them require you to have an asset, right? Wow. So my question is this, is that... Who's this money for? Young people don't have assets. Exactly, and young people don't have assets, right? So meaning that, that, that even the, the, the understanding of, number one, that these people who are coming into the marketplace, right? They're, they're not just young people who are buyers, they're also young people who are sellers, right? right? Is that, that there's a whole, you know, pot of... Of, of youthful energy, talent, ideas, all that stuff, but there's absolutely almost no leeway or no pathway to being able to access financing of any kind. Mm. If you remember when in the US, mm. right, as soon as you get to college, forget me, I'm about to get to college, as soon as you turn 18 and you get your phone line, mm. right, mm. Now, it's, now it's registered under your name, mm. what happens with that phone line? You begin to start building a credit, credit history. history yeah. After that credit history, what happens is that I remember very vividly mm. in, in my first account that I opened when I was, when I was 18 in, in the States, mm. the first account that you open over there, they give you a credit card, $500, yeah. very little, yeah. little money. Right, right. But what do you do? You build a credit history right. so that you can be able to start accessing. Right. If you go and look at the, 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 the stories for most of these guys and their Airbnb. Family, Airbnb, how did they pay for most of their bills? Credit, credit cards. cards. You get what credit I'm saying? Credit cards, yeah. They had access 
right? they had some type of access to, to, to something, even if they skip things moving. You know that kind of 200k, 100, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the energy that moves business. Right. Now, let me tell you something that's very interesting. Right. A huge part of, the, right now, what's happening is, is that people are finding other ways to be able to access capital, right? Mm-hmm. What, I, what, what we discovered uh, for us is that there was, there was other, you know, chamas, Mm-hmm. Is a thing called table banking mm-hmm. that we were part of, mm-hmm. that we were we are all a part of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that's interesting: in some of these things, mm-hmm. right? There's a thing like, for example, this thing called table banking. Mm-hmm. Table banking, I won't get into the details of how it works. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a nice story uh, so, yeah. But it's basically a peer lending platform, right? Right. right. Amongst here, you bring money, you nini, you trade, and and you you borrow. The interest is at. I think 10% mm-hmm. monthly. Can you imagine wow. that? 10% a month. That's crazy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm. There are so many businesses surviving on table banking. On table banking right? But what's more, the thing is this. They are paying 10% interest rate and these guys are paying back. They are borrowing money and paying, and paying back. What, 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 what makes that work? This maybe this final question for today because we are really yeah, yeah we're over time. But the thing is, is that the thing that's making this thing work is that there is no first of all, what's happening? Why, why are people paying back? Why are people paying back? Because they can, because there are legitimate people there who want to do real business. Mm. The thing is this: is that there is no one who is willing to take a risk on young people. Mm, mm, mm. Fundamentally, that is the point. But 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 here's it. The question is: so there's also people who are lending money, but the non-performing loan problem is, is, is an issue. Yes. Here, it, it is, is it because they're business owners? Or is it because there's a social pressure? What is yes. the mechanism that makes this work? There's a social pressure. There's, what it is basically is this. Reputation yeah? risk. It's reputation risk, all that stuff. What you think about it is this. Is that it's the same thing as, as, as the credit rating system. Right? Mm-hmm. That the credit rating system, what it does is that it begins to... Uh, it's a forcing function. It's a, it's, it's, it's a function that shows you the type of person a person is. Right? Yeah, yeah. The type of, this is a person who pays things right. for things. This is a person who right. doesn't pay for things. Right. right? Um, the thing is, is that there have been models that have been created, for example, around uh, uh, similar to, to table banking, which is basically the thing around like there's a thing called Opportunity International where they lend to groups of women. You know those things, yeah, yeah, groups, yeah. all these hold each other yeah. accountable. Yeah, yeah, there are yeah, many yeah. Models, accountability, accountability, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There are many models that can exist to be able to ensure that the the, the, the money that is is lent is 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 recouped, is, is recouped can, right? Yeah, can be and, back, and can yeah. be gathered back. Yeah. And, and, and and what happens in the event that that doesn't happen? Yeah. But here's the thing, in in the context of this whole this whole. Uh, Scenario. It's kind of like a thing I read yesterday. Right? It says that marriage is like uh, flights, uh, like an aeroplane. You only hear of the crashes, but you never hear about the success. Success, success, <laughs> successful landings every day. Right. right. In the same breath, there are so many young people who are not interested in defrauding. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There are many young people who are who are building legitimate good businesses, mm. right? Mm. And there's a way to be able to validate that, mm. right? Mm. Which basically requires you looking beyond an asset. Right. 
right? right? It means you're looking into how the, their business model, what is their, their history, yeah. how they've been performing, look at their bank state, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. They're literally so basically what you're saying is, is our capital a capital market, so to speak, mm -hmm. need to to evolve. But but there, but there's some open apps, you know, things like table banking, chamas. Those are just indicators yes. of people being innovative around that. Yes. But listen, think about we could talk all day long. All day. <laughs> you have taken <laughs> you have taken our podcast and just expanded it. And I think we'll have to do this again yeah, because we, we need to kind of talk a little bit about your fundraising experience. We talk about your your growth. We need to talk about you know. You know, just those lessons that you've learned that you've picked, because you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge, because we don't have a lot of people like yourself and a few others who've actually raised a seed round and actually doing a growth, a, a growth startup. Uh, so we will have to do this again, part two. Mm -hmm. And uh, to the Chinia Maji listeners, man, I apologize for... Do I apologize, actually? No, this is extra content, so you should be enjoying this. Oh, but it, man, it's, 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 it's hell along. You know, think by now when we get together, man, we can, it's a brainstormer, right? So, yeah, you can talk forever. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, we will see you. We, as a reminder, we, ha we are hosting... Um, we, ha we have a big event next Thursday, the 28th of February at 6 p.m. at the uh, Daystar Auditorium. We'll be hosting Scott Chacon, founder of GitHub, for an ecosystem talk um, as Impact Africa Network. So with that, without further ado, have a good one. Till next time. That's what's up.